Hey guys, Jason Bailen from Hard Money Bankers and sitting next to me, Andrew Laird from Our 25 Solutions. We are chatting about home inspections and the importance of a real estate investor getting a home inspector and having a relationship with a home inspector for your real estate transaction. It doesn't matter if you're flipping a house. It doesn't matter if you are renovating the house and then putting a renter in there. You need to utilize the services of a home inspector. It's super important and we're gonna go through a few things right now. So Andrew, why don't you just jump in real quick and talk about exactly what a home inspection is and what does it cover? Thanks, Jason. So uh, home inspection um, basically is, you know, for the most part used on the buyer end of things. Um, most houses two to three hours on site. Um, home inspectors have a pretty thorough background actually. There was a point in time where you could become a, you know, a home inspector and you were just a used car salesman last week. <laughs> but uh, you know, nowadays, you know, at least in the state of Maryland, there's a pretty in-depth licensing procedure, um, required education, required continuing education each year, and um, a bunch of other different professional memberships, mandatory insurance, um, a lot of other different things that make it a true profession more so than just, you know, a, a random person coming uh, through a house. Walk us through a little bit about how a home inspection works. Someone orders a home inspection. Now, typically a home inspection um, normally would be from the buyer. You know, the buyer's buying, a retail homeowner buys the property maybe and, and they want to do a home inspection or you do uh, an inspection report for your rental, you know, your yearly rental renewals. Um, so let's talk about that first and then we're going to do a little spin on this and why maybe a home inspector should come in before you even go to list that property, maybe even before you even go to buy the property. But jump in and just talk about how the inspection process works uh, and what you look for when you're in there. So um, you're a home buyer, you put an offer in on a house. Part of that includes some different contingencies on things. Usually you have either seven, 10, sometimes 14 days to get a home inspection done. That could also include add-ons like radon, um, septic, well yield, water sampling, a bunch of other little ancillary things. But the big part of that is the home inspection. So basically within a week or so of you getting a ratified contract on a house to buy it, you should find a, a licensed home inspector and you know basically get, get on their schedule to come out and take a look at this house for you. And when you're out there, what are you looking for? Are you looking at all the major mechanicals, the roof? Uh, what? So all those things. Basically, um, in Maryland and most other states that like we talked about, um, there's a scope of a home inspection. It includes the roof, the outside, the inside, and then, like we said, HVAC, plumbing, electrical, some different appliances, and a couple of other things like that. And the focus on most of it is both the functionality and the safety of things. So anything from the roof has a leak, the stairwell lacks a handrail, or the dishwasher's not hooked up right, and kind of anything in between. Got it. And wh what would you say typically are like the most common things, maybe like two or three really common things that every inspection you see, you go in, you see? <laughs> Honestly, um, and I, I tell people this every time, it's, you know, neglect for the HVAC unit. It might be one of the biggest things is that mm -hmm. I can go in there and within two minutes of having the panel cover open on a furnace tell that nobody's had it looked at in five or ten years. Interesting. And I, you know, I tell people, spend a hundred bucks, you know, as a seller, whether you're a flipper or whatever else, and have somebody service that unit from top to bottom to make sure refrigerant levels are up, it's clean, you know, it's working properly. Got it. So a lot of that stuff's geared towards, you know, the buyers that are buying your, your properties, but let's, let's put a little spin related to a real estate investor. Say you're a real estate investor and you are in the process of fl um, flipping a house and you're almost done flipping the house and you know that whoever you buy this house 
or who you sell this house to, the buyer is going to come in and they're going to order a home inspection. So why not have you go order a home inspection first? You call Andrew, you call someone like Andrew's company, and let them do a home inspection for you first. Let them mark up everything because the last thing you want to do is you think you have a nice, beautifully renovated house. The buyer comes in, they put a property under con the, uh, contract, they order a home inspection, and the home inspector comes in and rips everything apart. And maybe it's only little things, but that being said, the home inspector could be your worst enemy because all of a sudden this buyer's like, wait a second, I thought I'm buying a brand new property. What are all these issues on it? So I'm, I'm guessing that you'd probably recommend as well, maybe someone coming in on the front end, double checking some of the work that the contractor did, but also you can have a conversation with the investor up front and say, listen, some of these things really need to get fixed and make sense for you to fix it now before you go and you try to put it on the market. And then the big part of that and you know, trying to get people to do these pre-listing inspections, we call them, is that anything that gets found needs to be disclosed to the buyer. But like we said before, with that scope of a home inspection, what one guy or girl finds, the next person's going to find. You're yeah. not going to go through, find a major issue that might not have been found by the buyer's inspector. So I would definitely say, you know, even though not a lot of people do it, you know, probably one in every 20 or 30 houses that we go through, especially these flip properties, um, you know, they basically, you know, we go through finding a list of 20, 30, you know, sometimes significant items and it either delays or, you know, like the terminology goes, kills the deal. Exactly. And there's not much you're going to slip by to a, a first-time home buyer who's going to have an agent. They're going to have a home inspection and obviously don't want to, you know, misrepresent something, but it's important to just get it all under whack and get it done the right way. So let's switch gears, talk about some rental, some rentals related to this as well. Um, maybe some lead-based paint requirements and things like that. Like, let's go over some, some lead-based paint requirements. Yeah, so um, basically, you know, some of this is specific to Maryland, but again, some federal grant program, you know, federal programs exist that dictate some of that. But for example, in Maryland, as a landlord, um, you know, you basically have to have a lead paint inspection done before a tenant moves in and like every three years after that. So if you've got a property built before 1978, you know, that's part of the requirement. Good chance it has lead paint in there. Yep. You have a couple different options. One of them is a limited lead free, which is somebody coming out with an XRF gun and clearing the house of all lead based paint. And that's basically an X-ray gun that can see you know, three, five layers down into the paint and verify from top to bottom that there's no lead paint. Mm. Not a lot of houses pass that inspection. So the backup to that or the other alternative is a uh, risk reduction inspection, which is basically having an inspector come in, take dust samples at the floor level and submit them to a laboratory. And if it meets the requirements, then you know, the house is considered um, meeting the risk reduction standard and you'll be issued a certificate and that'll now allow you through the state program to rent that property. Got it. So obviously that's important on rentals. Also, if you're flipping a house and you're going to do a full gut rehab anyways, chances are you probably want to get that uh, le you know, lead, for, lead free as well because and there's know, some different And there's some different programs that exist for you know, contractors with you know, lead and you know, full abatement processes that you know, get into more detail with that. Excellent. Um, so I got one other question. I know there's a new law that just recently passed in the state of Maryland related to fire um, smoke detectors, sorry, from smoke detectors. Let's go through that a little bit. Yeah. When, it, when it passed, why it passed, and a little bit of details just so everyone's fully aware, because chances are uh, you know, a lot of you may not even be aware that just 
this recently just passed. So, you know, I brought a prop with me, obviously. Um, like, like, you know, you're well aware of, I do have a background in the fire department. I do have a background in fire protection engineering. So this, this is kind of a passion of mine as well. But basically, um, in 2013, the state of Maryland passed a law. It just finally took effect January of this year, so January 2018. Um, a couple different requirements, but the big ones, you know, for some of the people that you're involved with, Jason, is that any real estate transaction where, you know, you're basically flipping a house or selling a house on your disclosure form, your Maryland State disclosure form, and, you know, some other different documentation, plus the home inspector is going to catch it no detector in that house can be older than 10 years. And there's a reason for that. It's, it's basically that research has shown that they're considered to be unreliable. Um, the other part of that is that um, anywhere where there's battery-powered smoke detectors, you can no longer have a removable 9-volt or you know, AA batteries. These new detectors that are battery-powered only um, have a sealed 10-year lithium battery. Um, if you burnt, you know, burnt some crab cakes, you can't run over there, unhook it from the ceiling, and disable it. Like, um, like everyone does. They, uh, <laughs> you know, they now have a hush button that you can silence it without, you know, basically tampering with it. So, awesome. you know, part of that for the, you know, the flip side of it is that you've got to replace these things if they're older than 10 years, and then, you know, tying that into some of the rental stuff that we were talking about. Um, for example, in Baltimore County, Maryland, um, you need to have a hardwired detector at least on every level as part of their rental inspection requirements. So. Got it. So make sure if you own rental properties or selling a property that you own to somebody else, make sure you fully up to up invested on that information. Uh, cool. Well, Andrew, certainly appreciate it. Why don't you just give everybody um, all your contact information just in case they either have additional questions or maybe want to reach out to you. Yeah. So um, the easiest thing is just our25solutions.com or baltimorecountyrental.com. Both go to the same website. Great. And then, um, you know, you can basically submit a contact form through there, reach out to us. Sweet. Certainly appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Thanks.